Welcome to Loaded Talk. I'm Frank, the third most popular congressional candidate out there, and along with me is Captain Charlie, sailing us through these deep seas. How you doing, Chuckles? Hello, planet Earth. <laughs> so, uh, you're in St. Augustine this weekend, huh? Yes, just got back, actually, about an hour ago. Is that a family thing, or uh, you and the lady getting out of town type thing? Yeah, just a small mini-vacation. Oh, just hit my knee. <laughs> um, cool, well, when, St. Augustine's a cool town, I've only been there, like, twice but i do kind of want to go back um it's less boring than it was the last time i was there <laughs> they've got cool bars and stuff don't they yeah that, that was that was pretty much um what we stuck to uh kelly kind of signed us up for a haunted pub tour oh uh, okay yeah um which uh the haunted side of it was a little underwhelming right. but the pub side of it was right up there we did uh in savannah we did something like that. I, I think it was just a haunted, like a ghost tour of Savannah. Um, and it was, it was pretty neat and all that. But the coolest part was like afterwards, we were hanging out in one of these parks. It was like by this tree, the hanging tree, which Savannah, I'm sure you can use what, or imagine what that was used for. <laughs> but uh, we did get this picture of Rachel underneath it. And uh, it was one of those like live photos. And so it starts off like totally in frame. And then by the time, then it like, Zooms out of frame, and there's all these, like, orbs all around. Oh. Yeah, I was just like, maybe there are ghosts. Interesting. Yeah, I know. So, but, uh, they can be fun. But good to, good to get, or good to get away from the baby for a minute. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think she enjoyed herself with the grandparents as well, so it was all around a yeah. good experience. Time getting spoiled. Well, since the last time we've talked, it's obviously been two weeks, because... I have a flower shop, so Valentine's Day is total, total hell. <laughs> um, do you do anything for Valentine's? Um, ate barbecue and nice. got some bunt cakes. Nice. Yeah. Is it from that nothing bunt cake? Yeah. Oh, that place is so good. Yeah, they're delicious. They brought those little samples by one time, like little teeny ones. They're so good. <laughs> I didn't even think I liked bunt cake, and then I had them. I was like, those are really good. <laughs> um, all right. Well, there's some things that have been going on. Of course, we were talking about the balloon last time. Um, that seems to still still have legs. The story. What uh, what's been your favorite part of the balloon developments? Well, um, I guess it would be the further developments in other UFOs and the expenses that have been taken to take them down, so to speak, <laughs> supposedly. Oh yeah. Let's see. We got a little CNN summary here. Some stuff that's been going on. Uh, this one's from uh, a little bit ago. What is that? Oh, Sunday. Not too long. Last week. So yeah, high altitude object was shot down near uh, near Lake Huron on Sunday afternoon, marking the fourth time in just over a week that the U.S. military has taken down objects in North American airspace. Fourth time. Da -da -da. Saturday, un unidentified object uh, was downed over northern Canada. A day after another object had been shot down over Alaska airspace by a US F-22. Last weekend, Chinese surveillance balloon was taken down by F-22s. So, you know, the weird thing about this whole deal was like... Okay, the first one, Chinese spy balloon. Some, some dude saw it with his camera and was like, look at this thing. And the government's like, well, you know, it could be nothing. Okay, it's a spy balloon. We could shoot it. We're not going to shoot it down. We don't need to shoot Okay, we'll shoot it down. <laughs> and so we kind of got to watch it drive everybody nuts for about a week. And then all of a sudden, they're just like, you know what? Shoot everything. <laughs> <laughs> Look at these balloons. We're being invaded. And they, at some point, people are asking, like, so what are they? Are they aliens? And they go, we're not saying they're not aliens. <laughs> so I was like, okay. It's like so all these aliens like flew across the galaxy and then decided to float around in little balloons once they got here. <laughs> I gotta say it like that. I've never believed in aliens less than these last couple years when the government keeps talking about them. Like when Marco Rubio sits there and is just like, we need to investigate these UFOs. Something tells me there's aliens out there. It's like, okay, Marco Rubio. I'm like, no, I don't believe it. Now I just think we're covering up military crap. Um, but, so the, the big news then is people go, all right, well, we're shooting it down. 
the Leafs were taking decisive action. You know, Joe Biden's not weak anymore. You can go ahead and flip it here. We're going to give it to... Bloop. Did Biden authorize fighter jets to use a $400,000 missile to shoot down a Hobby Club's balloon? <laughs> so, there's these cats called the Northern Illinois Bottle Cat Balloon Brigade. And I, I went to their website. Here, actually, let's click it right here. Let's see, like, this is... Okay, we won't. <laughs> okay, maybe they've been, their site's crashed or something. Oh no, now have I lost my site? Okay. Um, either way, this is a group of like elderly people and like teenagers too young to drive. And it's basically they take balloons and put little, little things on them and they float them around and uh, measure wind and weather and all sorts of stuff like that. It's this idea of like filling the gap between like satellites and like a lot of big stuff that's going on they're like well you know with just these mylar balloons you can get from hobby lobby um or flower shop um you can like attach this little thingy they said one of their balloons has been has circumnavigated the earth i think twice or three times yeah like it's pretty impressive um especially for a bunch of hobbyists um but they track these things (laughs) so they go, okay, well, we were tracking them, and it's missing in action. It was over here, and, uh, you know, it was floating off of Alaska. Let me see if it's got this other graphic in here or not, or if that was a different article. Shit. Well, uh, basically, where does it say? The trajectory of the balloon's flight tracks with the object that the U.S. Air Force F-22 shot down on Saturday using an AIM-9X Sidewinder missile. Each one cost more than $400,000. But they were, like, measuring where it last broadcast from and then looking at the, uh, you know, what was it called? The wind stuff, you know? I like The that. jet, jet stream, stream yeah. yeah. And so looking at the jet stream, like, well, you know, actually, where this would have ended up is probably, like, right where that balloon got shot down. So we, scr- we used $400,000 plus you know, fuel and all that to shoot down a, a like a twelve dollar balloon. Probably less than twelve dollars. Yeah, didn't the first one miss and they had to fire a second one? <sighs> I don't know. That's not in this article. Let's see. <laughs> I have no information for you from NORAD on the objects. Did I understand if you asked spokesperson? They didn't say so, but I uh it could have been one of the other ones that they shot down that they missed with with a missile. I just... It's a balloon, you know? Like, even the Chinese balloon was still, like, a really fancy balloon. And I think a bullet could have done the job. You know, like, you go pew, pew, and you just shoot air out, and it'll go... Yeah, it slowly descends. Yeah, yeah, especially, like, you know, if you're over the the Yukon or, you know, the ocean, and you don't really have to worry about, I don't know, falling on people. Like, yeah, just let the whole thing fall. It'd probably go down slowly, too. That's the other thing. Yep. But, no, we don't do anything in a smart way. <laughs> so, the balloon... I wonder I wonder how many more of these balloons we're going to be shooting. I wonder if we've gone too far now that we look ridiculous for shooting balloons. Uh, from looking ridiculous for not shooting them to shooting them. But uh, China's still, China's still holding true. They're like, it's just a weather balloon, guys. Just a weather balloon. Yeah, right. So I don't know if there's much more for now on the balloon thing other than four hundred thousand dollars. I just, yeah, go ahead, man. <laughs> there's so much armament in this country. On the civilian side, we could have probably had a local civilian take it out. Oh, God, yeah. Like, uh, I mean, people were joking when they said it was going to drop down and, like, come to other parts of Florida. It's like, yeah, let this big-ass balloon come over Polk County. Right. <laughs> this guy is going to just be lining up, you know? Like, that's it, like, people, rednecks everywhere would love to shoot at these things. And, and drones! What about drones? Right. Yeah, we could have just flown one right into it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I read, like, in the very beginning of the Ukraine war, uh, the drones that we were sending over there, 
were like equipped with uh, like blades, like switch blades, like they're I don't know knife wielding drones. Um, I guess the idea was to kind of slit your throat or something. Wow. This might not have shaken out to be true, but I think I was reading that in the early days. God knows what else was out there. Uh, but if it's true that we do have like drones equipped with knives, balloons seem like the perfect time to use them. Yep. <laughs> uh, I could just, I could just see it in Polk County, honey. This is why I've been stocking up all this armament. This is my time. Oh, this is my time. <laughs> I mean, come on. Just go over a campsite. I mean, if you just. Like in Florida, they got the pythons, you know. We're like, oh, we'll pay you to, to kill pythons, you know. If you get the biggest, you want a prize. You can have a balloon bounty. And, like, I mean, everybody. I'm sure there'd be a lot of people when the bullets were falling that weren't quite as happy. That might be problematic. But, you know, guy cracks my eggs. <laughs> if he dies, he dies. <laughs> if he dies, he dies. Uh, well, speaking of the government being careful with money. Uh, the stuff have you been following what's been going on in Ohio with that train crash? Uh, yeah, a week later it seemed the news kind of trickled out, so to speak, but then um, some concerning news trickled out regarding it as far as reporters being detained and really? Yeah, there was there was some odd things that happened and they've just now been able to start their investigation. There's reporters being detained. Uh, as far as I heard that, the initial reporters that were, that got onto the site were, I don't know if they were arrested or detained in some way, shape, or form, yeah. um, while others, while they assessed the situation. Yeah, the, uh, this thing, this thing just smells squirrely from the get, you know, like, okay, there's a train accident, and I'm not gonna get conspiratorial about that. Some people are like, oh, you know... I don't know what some people are saying. This is because of the other train crash that happened shortly thereafter in like Michigan. Like it's a coordinated thing. It's a but I don't know. I, that's probably a bit much. Um, but so the you know this train full of chemicals crashes and all the chemicals are mixing and it's causing noxious you know stuff. And apparently, the longer it goes, the more that mixes, it's going to explode at some point. And so then they decide. Well, let's go ahead and light it up. You know, like if we do it now, we can control how far the fire goes, and it's either we choose when it explodes or it chooses when it explodes, um, which is fine, you know. But like the, these chemicals, um, yeah, switch it over here. We got the tin carrying hazardous materials to real. Da, 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 where is it said? There we go. Transporting vinyl chloride which is used to make polyvinyl chloride, hard plastic resin, and plastic products and is associated with an increased risk of liver cancer and other cancers, according to the federal government's National Cancer Institute. An investigator, federal investigators say the cause of the derailment was a mechanical issue with the rail car axle. Yeah, apparently they started getting an alert. Oh, the crew received an alert about the mechanical defect shortly before derailment, um, identifying the exact point of derailment but the board is still working to determine which rail car experienced the axle issue. Yeah, so, you know, there's an axle issue, it gives an alert, and before they had a chance to, like, assess it, they were off the, off the, or off the tracks into the ground. But the weird thing is, so you got this massive crash. You've got all these chemicals, like, going into the air, um, going into the ground, you know, groundwater and all that. Um, and suddenly, I mean, and you see the shots of the pictures where, like, there's a massive cloud over, you know, I forget how big of a radius over Ohio, Pennsylvania. Uh, but it looked gross. And apparently some of these chemicals, when, like, burnt and released into the atmosphere, can make, like, sulfuric acid or hydrosulfuric acid or something. But, uh, and that's, I saw some photos online, if they're real, um, of people in western Pennsylvania getting their uh, cars, were getting rained on, and you can just see all the corrosion, like, on their grill and everything, wow. which would make sense, I mean, if it's directly, mm -hmm. you know, on that path. Um, but it seems like our government wasn't really too concerned about the environment at all about it, you know? Like, which is completely opposite of what we're used to. 
Yeah. Like in, yeah, I mean, normally everything's about the environment. The taxes are about the environment. Uh, I mean, during the during the peak COVID emergency, it was the EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, that said that uh, landlords couldn't evict their tenants anymore because I guess it was bad for the environment or something. <laughs> but this one, it was, uh, you know, the wreck happened when I was in peak Valentine's season. Uh, so, like, I missed it when it first happened. I did not consume a lot of news for a couple of days there. And then I'm kind of catching up, and I'm like, what What happened here? You know, what is this? Um, but as much as I was in a whole different zone, the amount of press on this whole crash was shockingly minimal, you know? I mean, every hurricane, every flood, tornado, people show up, and it's just wall-to-wall, you know, everywhere. And this one, it was just kind of, meh, controlled, local story, no big deal. Um... But, you know, the federal government comes in there to save the day, of course. Um, at first, well, I guess, at first, uh, Norfolk Railroad, um, they sent in uh, some chemical engineers or something like that. Uh, they, they were going to go and test people's land, uh, test your soil, test your water, test your air. Um, it was one of those things, oh, you know, we're doing our part to, to make all this right. Um, so they'd show up, you know... Like, hey, we want to help, or not from the government, we're here to help. And they go, okay, just, uh, you know, sign this form, and then that'll authorize us to come in here and test all this stuff, make sure you're safe. They said, cool. And then you read the form, it goes, well, what's this hold harmless language? There was a liability release for, like, the rail company and, like, all affiliated entities, that kind of stuff. Wow. Yeah, and... uh, (laughs) And so people are like, I'm not signing that. Like, can that EPA inspector now come in here and test my stuff? And they're like, no. No, you sign the form, and then the EPA comes in. It's like the federal agency funded with my tax dollars. I have to first hold harmless a private company that just wrecked right over there and spilled a bunch of shit. Like, And they're like, yeah. <laughs> and so that was happening. And then... Um, Stupid DeWine, the governor of Ohio. Have you... Let me see. Let me pull up DeWine here. You gotta see this guy. He looks like... Uh, there you go. I'd switch up. Look at this guy. What character does he look like? He looks like the, the little kid from uh, uh, McGuire. Uh, what's oh, first? Jer- Jerry McGuire. Jerry McGuire. I was like, going to say Johnny. I'm like, that's not it. From Jerry McGuire. Look, it's like the, the, the little kid. And, uh, human brain weighs six pounds. Or the dad from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, uh, well, I'm not going to hate on Rick Moranis. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I don't like that guy. He's a, during the COVID stuff, he went super sissy and everything. We were in Ohio right in like March of 2020. And Dwayne was like, oh, time to shut some stuff down. And I forget, I mean, he was going like hardcore shutdown. Rachel and I are looking we're like, we need to get out of the state so we can get home, you know? Yeah. And she, like, her city is right on the border of, like, Kentucky and West Virginia. Um, so I was like, well, one way or the other, we're getting out of this damn state, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so we did and just <laughs> broke through. But um, so I don't like him. He's kind of totalitarian like that. But he reached out to the EPA um, to, uh, or I mean, sorry, to FEMA to get FEMA. Let me see if it mentions it in here. But FEMA basically told him, um, no. Let's see. Who cares? Let's see. Maybe it was an actual one. Yeah, so FEMA's finally reversing course. I don't know what this Falcons dude's talking about. But just hours after saying he did not expect members of the Federal Emergency Management Agency to be in East Palestine, Ohio Governor Mike DeWine now confirms the government will, in fact, be sending a crew to assist in the aftermath of the train derailment in the village. Shut up, Aaron Freeman. Um, but at first, that was the thing. FEMA was saying, it's not really what we do, and we can't really afford to take this on. Like, for the first time ever in the history of the government, they were like, you know, we've been looking at the numbers. This is a little expensive for our liking. <laughs> <laughs> like, we just don't, I mean, we just can't responsibly spend this money. It's so expensive to do. Um and they just were not, they were just not going to show up. They said that normally they deal with things where people's houses are lost. 
um, and that this wasn't that kind of deal. I know no one lost their houses, um, and it just kind of wasn't in their wheelhouse, which is kind of amazing. Like FEMA, you know, they're down here every year, every other year for a minor hurricane. Yeah, yeah, or minor, major, whatever. They're always down here, you right, know. Right. Uh, during Charlie, they knocked on my door. And they're like, "Hey, do you own a rent?" We're like, "We rent." They go, oh, "Okay, well, did you did you lose anything in the hurricane?" I was like, "Well, tree killed our tiki bar." Like, well, here, fill out this paperwork. I was like, "Okay." So like, we filled it. We didn't get any money for it, but you know, we we're twenty one or something like that. So we're like, "Okay, we'll fill up paperwork about our smashed tiki bar, uh, tiki bar thing." It was a nice tiki bar too. Um, yeah, they're always super active, but. It's weird about this one. I don't know why. I don't know why they seem so disinterested. The I, it's odd to me too. Just I mean, from and again, I can't confirm the specifics on on as far as what I said earlier with the with the reporters being detained. Sure. But there's rumors that purposeful derailment. Then there's rumors that um, the brakes. On all of these train systems, I guess during the Obama administration, um, Obama wanted to upgrade all of it, and it was going to cost like two million dollars, something, uh-huh. something minimal, something reasonable. Okay, and uh, they just didn't do it, and that they're blaming that. But now I'm hearing axle issues. So well, and I saw somebody else. I mean, maybe it was Booty Judge because people are just like, hey, you know, transportation secretary. What do you say about this other transportation disaster? And I saw he was blaming the Trump administration because they relaxed some regulation, maybe on brakes or something. Um, there's a lot of finger pointing. I, you know, quite frankly, these are trains. You know, it's like two metal bars with a bunch of metal wheels. They're just rolling really fast over. Like it's, it's not advanced technology here i'm sure things break and i'll just go ahead and say it is definitely trump and obama and bush and biden's fault <laughs> all of them are equally guilty in this Absolutely. Like, oh, dang. no i'm <laughs> just kidding just kidding um but uh but like even like the epa how quickly they came back and they said nah it's good like it's safe it's safe they uh they said, uh, the water's good. We test the water. And people were like, well, how come my, my chemical engineer that I've been consulting with over this says, you know, it's been dry. There hasn't been any rain. And that we're, you know, six weeks, you know, six weeks, six months away from this actually getting all the way into our water supply. Shouldn't we be testing later? And like, yeah. And it's actually... This video started going viral. Let me make this big here. Boop. Uh, you know what? I forgot to hook it. We don't need the audio. Whatever. Maybe it'll do audio. Who knows? Whatever. That's J.D. Vance. He's the, the author that just became senator. Oh. Uh, but he's with this old creek bit. No, oh, like I said. Missed it here. Oh, yeah, the dead fish. Apparently there was like thousands of dead fish popping up. I heard people's pets have started dying, and uh, here we go. Watch this. Yeah, definitely not going to drink that. No, and I like, you know, we're so this place is like uh, maybe less than two hours, but around two hours north. I think Columbus is two hours north of where Rachel's family is. So it's probably less than that, but yeah, you know, a couple, a little bit north, a little bit east, and so it looks like this, you know, Appalachian and this kind of roadside deal. Um, the last time we were up there, uh, me and the kid and her dad went around on like uh, side by sides and, and all that kind of stuff, just driving around. And as much as you know, you look at that and go, well, it's right next to a road. There's probably lots of road runoff. There probably is, but still, I don't think it. Like not that much. That's pretty gnarly. <laughs> yeah, um, I heard. Uh, I heard they were getting people uh, back. So they're like, okay, everything's safe. You can go back. Air quality, perfect. You know, no mask required uh, for for this air. 
But then people were going back home, and uh, they're like, "Yeah, you know, once I get here, my skin is dry and itchy, and like no amount of lotion will make it not dry." Um, this one lady was talking about feeling her heartbeat in her eyeballs. Like she said, it was like this pulsing feeling in, in her eyeballs. And uh, people were reporting like chickens dying. I mean, fish have been popping up dead. Like to say like nothing's wrong with water. Also, there's thousands of dead fish. Like, like we're in Florida. We have red tide every now and then. And when this really bad one happened, um, what was that like last year? Uh-huh. I went out on the on a friend's boat, and I mean it was gross. Like to get, just to get from this dock to about where the Skyway Bridge is, you would hit these chunks of just. I mean, it was an amazing amount of dead fish. And at no point do you sit there and look at that and go. I'm getting in that water. Right. You know? <laughs> if it's, like, that's, there's a lot of water. It's not just the surface. It's lots like that. And so if the fish who live in all of it are, like, bloop, 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 Like, I mean, I think of the, the, the Vinoy, they're pulling out, like, grouper or goliath uh-huh. grouper or whatever. And so, uh, but for this, where it's just like, oh, it's just fresh water. It's kind of just running down into the stream. Like, well, don't worry, it's just killing the fish. It's like. But wouldn't that get into our drink of water? Like, nah. <laughs> Not to mention uh, the timing of a of a a low coming across the U.S. probably carried it further than mm. it would originally. Just like some winter storm coming across. Oh, uh, okay. Probably carried it carried it into the next states. But yeah, I mean, really, I would think when that sort of thing hits, you want whatever's the biggest damn storm to blow through and just. Just blow it away, wash it away. I mean, you're not going to take it out of the air with a butterfly net, so might as well let nature do some stuff. Um, They were saying that because the Ohio River, you know, like, it goes down around, like, Cincinnati and connects eventually the Mississippi, I believe. Um, But there's so many different places along the Ohio River that, uh, you know, that's where they get their fresh water from. And, you know, it goes into the stations, purified and all that. And so a lot of these cities, um, a lot of these water areas are just shutting down their water intakes. And they said they're measuring, you know, oh, we're just going to measure. And so until then, we're using our reserves that are in steel tanks and all that kind of stuff where it can't be contaminated. Um, but uh, I don't know. I've got, I just, at this point, like we talked about last time, the amount of bad information we've received is it just makes it very hard to trust that we're going to get an act. You're like, oh, yep, nope, we're good. This is clean. We're going to turn it back on. You go, okay. Like, how does this not become a cancer cluster, you know? Right. There's actually this little area not too far from uh, Rachel's hometown where at some point in the, I don't know, maybe the 50s or something, um, they were looking to get... Was it uranium or radon? I forget. One of those was naturally occurring in these hills. And so they were like, maybe this would be a good place to mine, you know? So, like, whoever it was came in and, I don't know if they bought a chunk of land or at least or whatever. Uh, But they started mining. I think it might be radon. Um, They started mining for whatever it was. And then eventually, I guess, decided, meh, we're not going to do it here. Uh, But in that process... Yeah, they're stirring up all this dirt, and so it's going like into the air. It's going like into the water. Uh, what which what once was just covered in dirt and pretty stable and probably not affecting too many people, suddenly just went. And now like that whole town, like everybody in that town ended up getting cancer like thirty years later, like the whole damn town. And so like you know Ohio's got a proud tradition of cancer clusters, I guess at this point. Yeah. Let's see. We got anything else on that one? Nope. <laughs> I I mean, holy okay. It'll so, be interesting to see if it goes quiet. Yeah, I mean, they all all the stories do at some point. Um Yeah, I don't know. I and from personal experience, I actually didn't hear about it until a week later. And I believe it's because the media was so focused on Rihanna and the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's all you heard about for a week. 
Man. And I was so tired. I, I still haven't seen that performance. I, w- I went to sleep about half, uh, three quarters of the way through the second quarter. I had to catch up on highlights the next day. But I don't know. Some people said it was fine. She did a good thing of all her different songs. And, like, she was pregnant and she danced. And the thingies did different thingies. And people danced and whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, their big focus was... Oh, they, you know, they had elevated platforms. They, she performed on platforms, and it was to protect the grass. And in my mind, I'm like, who cares? <laughs> but, yeah, and, like, I don't know. It seems like conservative media, they were real upset about... I don't know what they were upset about, to be honest. I, maybe, I, you know, they I obviously they just don't like hip-hop and that kind of genre of things. Uh, but I still don't. I mean, like, I've seen people make fun of the poofy white suits, which is fine. Like, I've... Once again, I still don't see them. But, like, okay, they got ridiculous costumes. That happens. But um, it seemed like the conservative media was pretty upset about Rihanna for... I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, have you seen the thing with Chelsea Handler? Mm-mm. Oh, God. So, uh, there... I guess she posted some video... Um, where maybe on Instagram or something. And so she was talking about the joys of being, uh, not having a kid, right? So just being a, a single woman without a child. She frequently does that. Yeah, she's, you know, she has produced or there's a lot of comedians that I saw get a start on her talk show when she had that one on E. Mm-hmm. Um, she was always the least funny part of her show. And there was that, do you remember that guy Ross something or other? He was like the high-pitched voice, a gay dude in a real nice suit all the time. Kind of, kind of portly gentleman. Um, either way, very funny guy. And so he'd sub in for some time. And he was much better than she was at hosting and everything. Uh, so I think she's got an eye for uh, comedy talent. And uh, I know she can sell books and she's got a special on Netflix and all that. I've never, she's never seemed like a great comedian to me like it feels like she's got a team of writers and that she barely knows the jokes when she delivers it it doesn't seem to have a lot of oomph to it you know like right like if i was got it cold and right anyway all that to say um yeah she does kind of harp on these same topics all the time uh but she made some video and was like ah you know i get to wake up at whenever i wake up at one in the afternoon and i don't know probably something about drinking and xanax and Whatever the fuck, you know. And uh, so so I guess, like, Tucker Carlson and uh, Ben Shapiro and, I forget, other people. Um, Jesse Kelly was a guy. I guess they all had some retort, you know. And they basically were like, oh, yeah, you talk about so, how happy you are, but, you know, you can just see the sadness in your eyes. And, and like, some of them seemed rather upset by... Basically, it's like, oh, yeah, you're trying to make it seem like it's a great thing to not have kids, you know, as opposed to it being a great thing to have kids. And, you know, conflating this one person's opinion with, like, advocating that every every young woman seeks to not have kids, you know? Like, no more having children. Um, but they all freaked out about that. And so, like, a bunch of them had stuff. So she, like replied with a new video because now she's got all these clips about it and i think jesse kelly was like oh she's so sad you know it's like okay you know her date is a 10 year old copy of magic mike and a half bottle of xanax (laughs) (laughs) and so you know she's like of course like i take way more xanax than that but uh but she knows she made her little reply it wasn't the funniest thing i've ever seen but you know it's that everybody kind of looked like an idiot before so she did her thing and I think people replied to it again, and it's, I don't know, it was just so, it was so stupid. <laughs> I can't tell you how stupid it was that people were wasting that much effort on, I mean. You're trying to pull the spotlight from her, but then inevitably you're giving it right back to her. Yeah, because it's one of those things, like, who, I mean, I've got no beef with Chelsea Handler, you know, I just, I just don't care. And so, like, when she when she talks, I don't hear her talk, you know? And uh, with this, it got blasted all over the place and, you know, became politics somehow. And 
Um, so suddenly I hear and I'm looking at all these people. I'm like, I don't. Who cares? Exactly. Who cares? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. People. People get get their old underpants all bunched up their butthole. If you ask me. <laughs> all right. Well, other ways people have gotten. This is just a little update. So the Lancet, which is. Yeah. Uh-oh, are we missing things? You're no, no. not able to get media. Hmm, okay. I'll see what I can find out here. Oh, that's not what I wanted. Give me one second to... Basically, the next one is just on um, COVID stuff. Because as much as... Um, as you recall, for the past however long... If you were to imply, yeah, that should be duplicate these settings. Uh, if you were trying, if you tried to say that having um, natural immunity in any way was similar here, hop, hop to the thing. Let me see if I can progress to the one I want. Oops, that's not what I wanted. Okay. It doesn't like the Lancet. It's just this one article. Let's see. Look at that. It just doesn't like this one article. That is wild. Okay, I'll just flip it off. That's crazy. It, it, like, it likes all the tabs, but not this one article. It's, I mean, so the Lancet is like medical journal type stuff, you know? And uh, I'll just read it here. That's really weird that it's just this one site it won't let you see on this. Anyway, so they tested, they, they reviewed a bunch of tests on... Uh, Natural immunity and all that. So, it says, our, fi our findings confirm that past infection affords significantly re reduced protection against reinfection by Omicron BA1 compared to previous variants. Highly okay, that's just capability of that. Our finding that the level of protection from past infection by variant and over time is equivalent to that provided by two-dose mRNA vaccines. Um... And has important implications for guidance regarding the timing of vaccine doses, including boosters. It's also implications for the design of policies that restrict access to travel or venues that require vaccination for workers. It supports the idea that those with a documented infection should be treated similarly to those who have been fully vaccinated with high-quality vaccines. So, it's saying, like, okay, we tested everything. And, yeah, natural immunity should be considered the same thing as being vaccinated and boosted. I mean, this one didn't go high, fully, va oh, fully vaccinated. The words fully vaccinated now means boosted. They say if you've only had the first two doses, you're not vaccinated. Um, so after all this time of, of, no, it's different, no, it wanes, no, it wanes, ends up that, no, it, it acts actually like every other coronavirus that has existed before COVID-19, um, where the uh, immunity, the natural immunity from catching it, it's good. It's as good, if not better, than the vaccines. Um, which I could show everybody if the Lancet was allowed to be seen. It's really weird. <laughs> but I don't know. It's, it's, I guess it kind of gets old hammering this point, but... Um, but the more studies that come out, because right now we're still technically in a COVID emergency, you know, like according to our government, like it's an emergency right now. Um, that's why they can spend money. That's why they can make all these requests because it's a federal emergency. Um, so they have federal emergency powers. Um, but everything, everything they told us just keeps like falling away. You know, the vaccine's totally safe. And they go, well, okay. Or the vaccine stops you from catching it and stops you from transmitting it. And Pfizer goes, well, we never tested that. We don't, we don't actually know that. We People started saying it, and we were just like, all right. You know, like, okay, so that didn't do it. It's like, vaccines, these things can't harm you. And then it's like, well, okay, maybe. It's rare, though. And, you know, yeah, it can cause myocarditis, but, but COVID can cause it, too. And then it's just like, same rates. Like, well, COVID gives it to you much more often. Then it's like, well, maybe not much more often. Maybe, well, maybe not more often at all if you're young. 
Um, but it just, like, it keeps peeling back just little by little. And, um, and you know, our, our government botched this whole thing. It, uh, the government lied to us and forced us into shutting things down. And, and for what? Um, you know, when they, in Florida, the way they did it is, um, you know, mayors and county commissioners could shut down cities and counties until the governor kind of went above their heads in a way that I don't think is technically okay to the Florida constitution, but I was just happy to, I was happy to get out of the lockdowns, but I, once this emergency is over, they should try probably challenge that and make sure that power doesn't stick at the governor's level. Um, but they rolled out the vaccines by age, you know? Um, so when all this was going, you know, I wasn't sure what I was going to do because I was like, I'm healthy. Like, I mean, I'm healthy. I don't have asthma. I don't have, you know, I'm not obese. I don't, not that we knew all these kind of things, but we knew it was a respiratory infection. And so asthma was a big issue. And, uh, I think even early on we knew, like diabetes or something was an issue too. Anyway, I was just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't get sick. I'll be fine. I'll, I mean, if I get sick, I'll get over it. And, uh, but so DeSantis rolled it out oldest people first. Like first, if you were in a uh, long-term care facility and then later just if you're old. And so then they broke down by age. And so by the time it got to my age group, our age group, um, I think within... It was within like 10 days of that announcement that I got COVID, you know? And so I remember when I got COVID, I was just like, well, I'm not getting the vaccine now. I've already had it, you know? Right. Uh, but then they started that big push. We're like, no, no, no. Like, that doesn't mean anything. Like, you have to get it. And even my stepbrother was asking me when we're taking uh, campaign photos. He was like, well, are you going to get vaccinated? I was, like, Psh. I was like, I already had it, man. He's like, well, they say the immunity only lasts six months. I was like, we've only known about this thing for six months. How could it possibly have data that says longer than that, you right, know? Right. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it, gets, it gets more ridiculous, I guess, by the day. The more that we know that the conspiracy theorists, some of them, were right, you know, the just the worse it makes the media look and the government as an extension or media as an extension of the government. Either way. <sighs> okay. You got anything you want to add on that? Uh, flatten the curve was the original, <laughs> oh, flatten the was curve. the original, uh, carrot dangled in front of us that would solve the pandemic. You know? Flatten the curve. Two weeks. Two, that's a, <laughs> two weeks to slow the spread. That's, that's Charlie. And, that, and that was a, but the world was on board with that, I think, at, at one yeah. point. <laughs> well, you know, it's, uh, I mean, even, I mean, we didn't know what the hell was going on, you know, because, like, we were at, we were actually in St. Augustine uh, when COVID was, it was still, people were still making jokes about it, you know, like, oh, you know, China, COVID, uh, you got cough, go, oh, you got COVID. Um, and so we left from St. Augustine to drive up to Ohio for spring break, and, um, it was around that drive-up time that, you know, like, Rachel started getting a little squirrely about it. She's like, well, I'm going to get some hand sanitizer and, you know, because uh, her mom's got um, some stuff with, like, her ticker and her you know, all this kind of, you know, she, her parents. She, she was worried about her parents, and uh, which is fine, you know. Uh, we were going up to stay in a cabin in the middle of the woods, so we weren't going to be interacting with people, which was kind of a good place to go for a pandemic. Um but, you know, so that's when it started getting squirrely. And like I said, you know, Dwine shutting down the states. So we're scurrying back to Florida, so we're back in our home base for everything. Um, but, you know, the two weeks to slow the spread, you know, no one knew what was going on. And, you know, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's different, you know, strong anti-authority people that were just like, no way. And maybe they're right from the get-go. But still, there's a lot of people going... All right, if you know, if this is what it takes to like get our feet beneath us, just like chill out for a minute while we roll our thing out. You know, if everybody can just shut up, stay home, and we'll roll this thing out, then we'll be okay. I'm like, okay. Um, and I can't remember during the two weeks to slow the spread if that's, if I don't know if I ever closed anything. 
because I think I found a loophole a lot. But the two weeks may have been something where there weren't any loopholes. Oh, is the uh, uh, the the need? Where was the work? The marketing they used on it? Um, essential employees or essential businesses? Well, yeah, that's when it went beyond two weeks. Maybe that's what I guess the two weeks just kept going. That was the problem. Yes, yeah. yeah. So maybe I never did do anything because we were uh, we in Kansas City. It was arts education, so we could stay open, you know, education, essential. And then, or something like that. And uh, in St. Pete, you know, we started selling garden supplies. Because if you sold garden supplies, you were essential. If you were a florist, you were not essential. And so first, you know, first they didn't say florists weren't essential. They just said, you know, here's the order from the city, from Stupid Christman. So I read Christman's stupid order, and I found out a way to fit into his order. And, um, you know, we'd keep the doors locked just in case anybody wanted to come by. Because they did have a... They repurposed city and county inspectors to be mask inspectors. I swear to God, like, I was out on deliveries. It was just me. So, you know, I got a little branded green bench mask. You know, quite, it made the customers feel good, I think, in terms of that time. Right. It was better business to do it than not do it. Right. Um, so I got little green bench masks. And so I walked out. And the guy goes, hey, are you the only one here? I'm like, yep. He's like, congratulations, you passed. So I was like, okay. He's like, I'm just inspecting for masks from the from the order here. I'm like, great. But then later, like, Christman, like, whined to the to the county enough, which is probably Ken Welch, uh, but uh, whined to the county enough that they inter- uh, put in their own county order. Um, and so that one, you know, kind of listed some stuff off. And so, you know, I got a hose and some mulch and stuff started selling because we already sold plants you know uh but i went with that and it's like all right we're just gonna stay open and the longer we stayed open the more um al got comfortable with that concept and not thinking that he was gonna go to jail about it but at some point they did put specifically in there that florists did not count they were not essentials yeah so anyway even though flowers brighten everyone's spirits okay our business did great during it, actually. That's uh, people check on me. I'm like, look, man, a lot of people have a hard time, but not us, because um, there's a lot of people that would normally travel to Florida to visit loved ones, and they couldn't, and so they'd send flowers. There's a lot of people who just got, you know, everybody was trapped inside. You couldn't just go hang out with somebody and give them a hug, so they'd send flowers. So we actually um, we did quite well during it, and but beyond like just the the money, you know, like beyond me doing good with it. Um, people are really, they're really thankful to have that outlet, a way to still send flowers. And we did the no contact delivery now that we know that's well, kind of nonsense anyway. Um, but, you know, we made some changes to make people comfortable. Um, but yeah, that's all. It was all ridiculous. Two weeks to slow the spread, to flatten the curve. Kelly and I were in, in Manhattan oh God. in March of 2020. And and she's like, do you see this? It's it's spreading in China, and I'll, and she's like, oh, we're we're kind of we're like, yeah, we're good. And then I started thinking about it more, and I'm like, well, if we're just now figuring out that somebody has it in China, they've probably spread it on an airplane at this point in time. I mean, yep. it's 2020. Everyone travels by plane at some point in their life. Yeah, <laughs> when like. You know, I've seen the movie Outbreak. You know how this works. It's that tiny little monkey, and all of a sudden, everybody's got it. I've seen that. <laughs> oh, wait. Let's see. All right. Um, this next thing has to do a little bit with the Twitter files. Um, so, you know, one of the things that came out of the Twitter files is, you know, the FBI and Congress people um, were constantly in contact with executives at Twitter about ban this person, ban this person, ban this person. Um, Congress people try to get people banned just for retweeting mean tweets. Like, for real, that happened. They're like, you should ban these people. They retweet mean things about me. And, uh, you know, Twitter, to their credit for those, like, ah, we don't really do that. They'd be like, hey, these accounts are Russian disinformation. And they'd look them up and go, we've got lots of ways to measure where things come from and, like, what kind of robot farms and... These don't really see. We'll keep an eye on them, but I think these are just like. And these users have like, you know, 15 followers or whatever. That's like. People get. But 
as things are going on, as the FBI is becoming more involved, CIA is involved, um, I forget there's a third agency involved, uh, but they're sending all these different requests, and they have di- different communication methods, they have weekly meetings with the FBI slash CIA, um, so it's becoming like a big time suck. So, so what they do is they reimburse you for the time suck. So basically, the FBI paid Twitter like three million bucks or something like that one year, uh, maybe last year, year before, I forget which one, uh, probably twenty twenty one. But it's just like, huh, we're paying how many millions of dollars to Twitter as we're asking for their cooperation and doing actions that our spy state wants to have happen. Uh, so from that, um, we have, I guess i read the headline from Just the News. You ever go to justthenews.com? Uh-uh. It's a good one. It's a uh, very minimalist. It's uh, this investigative journalist, uh, John Solomon. It's kind of his baby, but it's, it's good. Real minimal kind of stuff. Nice. Yeah. Um, and they try to do, they try to keep it very light on opinion and very heavy on just facts so the article right. <laughs> articles can sometimes be like shockingly short but it's like that's all we got right you know uh, but congress takes first shot at federal censorship a moratorium on doj payments to social media stunned by a growing body of evidence showing the federal pressure to silence american uh, americans voices online house republicans have unleashed their first legislation to slow government requests to big tech censor uh, to big tech to censor content the Elon Act, which is pretty clever, <laughs> introduced by uh, Lauren, I, don't know, I think it's Bobert. I've heard this pronounced different ways. That's the Colorado lady that was had the guns and all that. Yeah. Um, she, she ended up winning her re-election by something crazy, like 10 votes or something wow. wild like that, yeah. Um, and she had to shut down her, her bar or her restaurant or whatever all the waitresses were packing. So it was something where like you had waitresses that all had guns. That was kind of her thing. And at some point, people cool. Got... Yeah, and I think it's either during COVID or before COVID. Some people got really pissy with her. I think because of the guns or whatever. And so they kind of gave her a national spotlight, and she ain't bad on the eyes. And so like at some point, the Republicans were just like, "Hey, why don't you run for this district here?" <laughs> and she won. Now she yells a lot and does all this other stuff. Um, let's see. Back, okay, so by backed by nine other co-sponsors, would impose one-year moratorium on taxpayer payments from the Justice Department to social media firms, as well as require an audit on how much money changed hands since the start of 2015 between the DOJ and big tech firms. The legislation comes weeks after a blockbuster revelation that the FBI paid more than $3 million to Twitter to compensate that firm for handling a large number of uh, censorship requests dating to the 2020 elections. Uh, I don't care about that guy what they're doing is what the government cannot do directly and that is they are doing government by proxy or censorship by proxy and that's 100% violation of the constitution Bobert said the body of the evidence that has merged the twitter files released by Elon Musk shows the FBI and other agencies engaged in far deeper censorship than just the October 2020 blocking stories related to Hunter Biden's laptop Big tech is in bed with the FBI and other agencies to the point where Congress can't tell where one ends and the other begins, Bobert said. The millions of dollars sent to Twitter that we know of during the election cycle when they were at the same time censoring the Hunter Biden laptop from hell is incredibly concerning. We must expose. My shoulder's all weird. Um, So basically, that's... Mitch McConnell kind of uh, kneecapped his own Republican colleagues um, right before, I guess right before they were sworn in. I think um, it might have been after the election. It was either actually after the election, before they were sworn in, um, he passed a spending package uh, with the Democrats uh, while it was still all Democrat controlled. And I forget, it was a whole, another year or more than that. But, um, you know, the House of Representatives, they're big tool is the purse the power of the purse and so they can say well we don't fund this anymore for example in order to say they disagree with something they can go all right well there's no funding for it yeah it still exists but we don't fund it um but you know mcconnell i don't know you kind of got rid of that i thought i think he thought there'd be a lot of trumpy type people that would embarrass him and uh so he made 
made his decision to slime ball it. Uh, but this is one of the few things where uh, I guess the new Republican House can actually do something. And I don't think this is a bad, bad bill, um, you know, because quite frankly, yeah, stop paying these giant software companies to censor us. Like, I don't like that at all. Nope. And I don't like, you know, I don't like the number of intelligence officials that work for the social media. Like the people who've been part of PRISM where they suck up all of our data and they've been spying on us and using their, uh, what is it called? Like five eyes or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We're like all of our allies. It's like, well, England spies on us. We spy on England and we swap data. And then it was like England and Israel, I think. And uh, I forget. There's five of them though. Uh, but yeah, we were Australia. That was another one. Uh, but we all just like, don't worry. Like, we're not allowed to spy on our people. And they're like, we're not allowed to spy on our people. We're like, we'll spy on each other's people. <laughs> High five. You spy on us, we'll spy on you. <laughs> and then we'll share. We'll tell you all the stuff you're not allowed to know. And then it comes from your sources. And then, bop, bop, bop. You know, <laughs> come on. We share. It's good. Um, so, you know, I'm, I hate them going from like that, from like the data suck up side to then getting a job at Facebook where like, I've got some concepts I'd like to implement as far as data goes. So yeah, this this should be fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, Jim Baker. Ugh. You know what I was thinking about the other day? I don't know why I was thinking about this. But remember, you know, post 9-11, we're invading Iraq. And there's the big deal being made because Dick Cheney was the VP and he went from being... Halliburton exec to Halliburton getting all these no-bid contracts over in Iraq during this war um, that he was a big fan of. And I remember, you know, in college, everyone's like, it just shows the corruption. And I, you know, I was sitting there thinking like, yeah, like I wonder if we would really go to war just to make this rich guy and his rich friends richer. You know, like I know it's the military industrial complex and it keeps churning. And there was always, like, a disconnect. Like, of course, this is scuzzy. And people go, well, Halliburton's the only company that even does this work. And you go, okay, well, I guess that kind of makes it less scuzzy. Like, how many people do set up cities and war-torn nations for the U.S. military? Like, I don't, maybe there aren't that many. But what occurred to me is that it seemed real gross at that time um, because it was obvious. But, like, compared to... Like, it's just the, it's actually just status quo stuff. Like, the Dick Cheney Halliburton, it wasn't that Dick Cheney was a Halliburton guy that's, when he got into government, he suddenly was like, hey, let me figure out how to make Halliburton rich now that I got this new power. It was that hopping back and forth of private industry and government more than anything. Just like, um, just like the spooks going to Twitter and FBI or like the FDA and, and, uh, Pfizer hopping back and forth, or or uh, the cats that made Oxycontin and all that, uh, the people that work in the news media to report on presidents and then going to work to be the spokesperson for a president, you know? Like, it's that industry, it's the big industry, big government collusion that, of course, it looked real gross at the time. I'm not saying it wasn't gross, uh, but people focused on it like it was this weird thing. And I think everybody focused on that one tree and we missed that there was a whole forest of that crud going on. Uh, just, they weren't all vice president, but it was, it's going on constantly. And I think, you know, what was going on, um, with the FBI and Twitter and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's, it's gross and I'm glad it's being seen. Um, but I think there's just so much of it. We really have to like, thin down the power of this government to stop this crap from happening because they got their little tentacles everywhere. Yeah, how many industries are are affected or or yeah, yeah. have been inundated with government ex government officials yeah. or even current and we just don't even know it. They rotate back and forth. Right. I mean, when are you an ex? Like when are you ex? When are you current, you know? Cuz like it's like, okay, well, you're an ex-official. It's like, are you going to be working there again in three years? Like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. It's like, wh- are you, what happens when you leave there? It's like, I'll probably go back to uh, Pfizer here. <laughs> it's like, you just jump back and forth. It's like, yeah, go wherever I'm needed. And uh, just make sure that money's real nice. 
That's uh, it's it's gross and it's gotten really out of hand. I think that's hopefully something we start seeing some big changes on um, before too long. Because I don't know, like like I said, I don't even remember why I was thinking about that. I just you know it, it was weird at the time because it did seem so egregious, um, and yet now it happens in so many industries and it's like they're all like everybody's mr burns you know like every do you remember the simpsons where they were trying to recruit maybe homer to run for something but it was like the republican national thing it was like the texas oil guy and it was mr burns and and i forget there's all sorts of like there's dracula and all these people (laughs) there but it feels like that like it feels like that's the like the board for everything Okay, let me see. I'm going to have one other quick thing. We don't have to talk about all the dead food right now. What do we got? Uh, this is kind of a fun one to end on. Uh, there we go. Alaska woman pleads guilty to killing best friend after Matt, a man catfished her and offered her to pay $9 million for a murder video. Wow. Yeah. Let's see. An Alaska woman pleaded guilty to killing her quote-unquote best friend after a man she met online said he would pay her $9 million if he sent, sent photos and videos of her committing murder. Denali, of course I named her Denali, Denali Bremer, 22, pleaded guilty to first-degree murder, but let's get to the uh, stuff. Yeah, so Hoffman is who they killed. Cynthia Hoffman. She died from a gunshot wound to the back of the head. Her body was dumped in the Ekletna Ek- River about 27 miles northeast of Anchorage. Let's see. Bremer knew the man as Tyler and had begun a relationship with him, but authorities said he had catfished her and created a fake persona as a millionaire from Kansas. His real name is Darren Schillmiller from Indiana. Court documents say that Bremer and Schillmiller started planning several crimes in exchange for money, including rape and murder of someone in Alaska. Bremer chose Hoffman as a victim and recruited four friends, Caden McIntosh, Caleb Leland, and two other unnamed juveniles, to help her, according to authorities. Bremer told them they would get substantial shares of the money for helping kill Hoffman. Authorities said Bremer and two friends tricked Hoffman into coming to Thunderbird Falls under the guise of a hiking trip. They bound her hands and bound her hands, feet, and duct tape uh, with duct tape. Sorry, go. Um, uh, trying to get a note passed to me. <laughs> um, they bound her hands, feet, and mouth with duct tape, shot her in the back of the head, and dumped her body in the river, court document state. As a crime was being committed, Bremer sent photos and videos to Schillmiller. After killing Hoffman, the group destroyed some of her personal belongings and texted her parents that they had dropped her off at a park. Police said there was no evidence that she'd been sexually assaulted, thankfully. But yeah, so this dude... Which I don't know how you catfish someone into this, but like, some dude's like, "Hey, I'm this millionaire in Kansas, and I too like some dark things," you know? Like, yes, I like dark things too. It's like, kill your friend, and like the mom of the victim says that they think they chose her because she's got um, like some learning disabilities, where they say that she's not quite as mature as other 19-year-olds. Huh. So they, her mom thinks she got picked off for being kind of like a an easy victim. Um, which is sad. Um, but yeah, like, imagine that. Like, how... Like, I know Alaska's squirrely with some squirrely people. And it's hard being, you know... I mean, Anchorage isn't that small of a place, you know? But to be tricked into, like... It's like, hey, we should rape and murder some people in Alaska. It's like, that's a great idea, <laughs> millionaire. <laughs> it's like, you'll have nine million dollars. Nine. It's like, Phew. Why didn't you say so? Right. You know? And then, like, the fact she was able to talk, what, four other people into it? Like, you can talk, you have four people you can talk into murdering your friend. And, like, I'm sure it's a mutual friend. And, like, I would just take her into the woods, you know, tie her up, shoot her in the head, take some pictures, videos. That's how we get our money. And then, uh, yeah, call it a day. No one will ever find out. It's like, you've never watched one, like, TV show or movie on this. Like, if you have four accomplices, one of them is going to rat. Well, yeah. Well, how come one didn't just go, is this right? Seriously. 
Like, not one was just like, well, we can't really kill her, right? Like, we're not going to do that. Like, I should tell my mom. You know? Like, right, right. I want, or, like, her mom. Or, right. Or text her, like, please don't come to the park today. Like, you know. Like, that, it, for four of them to be that jaded and, I don't know. It's, it's wild. It's, and uh, so they did, you know, they got her and they did get the guy, too. He's locked up. So they've all got, like, I don't know what's going to happen with the minors, but the, the other ones all are facing murder charges. Um, multiple murder charges. Great. Yeah. So they'll be... Locked up for a while. Um, well, got anything else you want to tell these fine people here? Um, no, just, you know, pay attention to what you're being told. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't meet strangers on the internet and murder people together. Um, so, in spite of the, uh, the two-week pause on this last one, we're going to try and do these weekly. Um, and get them out consistently. Now that's at least until Mother's Day. Well, actually, maybe, well, yeah, probably not Mother's Day. Anyway, but uh, this has been Loaded Talk. We're now easy to find, easy enough, on Spotify and iTunes and I forget what else, Rumble and YouTube and, of course, LoadedTalk.com. We actually have things online. Last time I gave up all the stuff, we didn't. But uh, I am Frank, the third most popular political candidate. And this is Charlie saying goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye, planet Earth. Yeah. Bye, everybody.